and you get a task and you get a task and you get a task. Today, I'm going to be the Oprah of delegation. Last week, I had an episode on deletion. How do we clear our calendar clutter and focus on what truly matters? And it was my first in the three-part series, Delete, Delegate, and Automate. If you missed last week's episode, I want you to check it out. And then you can come back and I'm going to offer you some tips on automation. But today is all about delegation. And is that tough for y'all? I know that it is for me. I don't know if you all find yourself worrying that if you delegate that you'll be perceived as incompetent. Like, oh, she doesn't know how to do this herself, so she needs me to do it. Or maybe perfectionism gets in the way. You don't believe that other people are going to be able to do things at the level that you really want them to. Maybe you feel guilty about delegation and you worry that asking other people to do things might negatively impact your relationship. I, I remember thinking all of these things and it's taken me a lot of mind work, you know, to get through a lot of the brain junk I have around delegation. And so today I'm going to offer you three ways to reframe how you look at delegation and then three ways that you can delegate right now. So let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGee. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals, playfully and lightly. Let's get started. They say that there's lessons that you're just going to keep on getting until you actually get it. That God's going to keep giving you challenges until you actually learn the lesson that you're you're meant to be taught. And I feel like delegation is one of those things that I can look back on and think about times that I've been in deep, deep overwhelm and not really feeling like delegation was a possibility. And I would make up all sorts of excuses why. And eventually I'll probably cave and I'll delegate. And what's wild to me is that as I think back through my different experiences, whether that's in my teaching and learning to hand over the responsibility of work to my students and say, no, you know, you're the ones that are learning here. You need to step into this responsibility. You need to take it on. This is yours to learn from. And or it's in my home and in my relationship and asking Ryan, my my partner and husband, Ryan, asking him for help when I need it and just being clear in the way that I ask him. There are so many ways that delegation requires a certain amount of humility, a certain amount of trust. And yet every time that I've stepped into the courage that I need to really ask, to really delegate, Not every time, but often I'm surprised at what a positive experience it really is. And so this is definitely a lesson that I keep getting taught. And I want to start out today by just reframing our thoughts on delegation. So as as a woman, I think that one of the reasons that I am sometimes hesitant to delegate 
is that my own experiences with delegation haven't always been positive ones. People have delegated things to me in a way that has not been empowering, has made me feel used, taken advantage of. And so in a lot of ways, I have been taught that delegation is about control. And so the very first reframe that I want to offer you all is to think about delegation as empowerment over control. That when you delegate to other people, it's not about you controlling every detail. It's about you empowering others. So I really think that delegation asks you to step into your leadership role. I really believe that you can lead wherever you are. So leadership is more of a mindset. It's a way of moving through the world. It's not necessarily a position that you hold. I think that you can engage in self-leadership. I think that you engage in leadership in the home, in the community. So I want you to think about How can you delegate in a way that empowers your team members or your family members? And rather than seeing it as I need something that I'm going to offload and I want it done in a certain way, I want you to imagine delegation as an opportunity to say, hey, I know that you're capable. You have the ability to do this and I trust you to be able to do this in the way that it needs to be done. And by sharing in the responsibilities, this is going to have a positive impact on all of our personal well-beings. So the first reframe is to think about delegation as empowerment over control. The second is to think about strategic task impact. So what I mean by this is as you delegate your tasks, explain to people the why. Hey, I need you to do this. This is really important work. So I find this a lot in my position. So I oversee a program at the university that I work at, and I also run a theater. and. These are huge responsibilities, and I can only do them because I have a team of people that work alongside me. And a lot of the work that I'm doing in both of these these spaces, in both of these positions, is what I would call backstage labor. So the work that I'm doing in the theater isn't necessarily the exciting rehearsal part or the front stage stuff. It's ordering props. It's figuring out how people are going to get tickets. It's writing press releases. It's putting in a request to make sure that our HVAC is on and that our doors are unlocked when we need them to be. And so sometimes when I delegate out these tasks, they'll look, they'll look small and unimportant to the person that I'm delegating them to. We might describe this as busy work. And it's really important for me to explain that this work has a huge impact on the larger things that we're working towards. So as you delegate, I think that it is really important to explain how the tasks that you're delegating, like why are they important? How do they contribute? And the third thing is to see to see delegation as collaboration and growth. That delegation is a collaborative part that by delegating that you're engaging in a collaborative process that this is a growth-oriented environment and that these delegations are helping everyone grow and that delegation is a pathway to both personal and professional development. And this we do a lot in our homes. I think that we understand, hey kids, you're part of the family team. We all live in the house. We're all responsible for taking care of it. Also, you need to learn the skills of clearing the table, of sweeping the floors, of picking up and taking out the trash, of doing your laundry. 
So in some ways, I think that seeing delegation as collaboration and growth is something that we do a little bit better in our homes as parents, but struggle a bit more in our work environments. So real quick, you want to reframe the way that you think about delegation by seeing it as empowerment as opposed to a control, that you explain the impact of the tasks, and third, that you focus on collaboration and growth. So what are some actionable ways that you can delegate right now? The first is you can identify low-impact tasks, okay? So, so if you're trying to decide which tasks should I delegate and which ones are still on my plate, I think a really good way to do this is to go, what are some of the more low-impact tasks that we could start out with, as well as thinking about what are the tasks that aren't necessarily in your zone of genius? So I am slowly, slowly, slowly learning to let go of some of the podcast production work. Shout out to Quinn, who's been, who's been editing some of the episodes for me now. And that's been a little hard. So I, I actually avoided creating a podcast for years, for years, because I wasn't confident in the editing part of it. And yet, once I learned it, it was been really hard for me to let go of some of that because I could kind of, I could control what I sounded like. And it's taken a lot for me to go, Danielle, that's not in your zone of genius. You need to learn to release that. And you need to offer someone the opportunity to learn those skills. I've been so grateful for Quinn because her taking over some of my podcast production has really freed up time for me so that I can work on more strategic activities, can work on the activities that really, really fill me. So I want you to think about what are the tasks that you should be delegating. Then once you've decided on those tasks, how you delegate matters. So I'm not going to go into this too much in this episode, but I do want you to make sure that you communicate clearly. So I think it's really important that you articulate what are your expectations for this task? What are the expected timelines? And then what are your desired outcomes? When I've had issues delegating, I've always, almost always realized that there were ways that I could have done better communicating what my expectations were. And that when, when I make some adjustments to the way that I'm communicating, I often find that then the task gets done in the way that I wanted it to. So examine how you've been communicating. You can communicate clearly. I think that one thing that people need to understand is that delegation is this thing that does take work up front. But when done well and with thoughtfulness, it can really create a culture of collaboration and growth. And it will save you time in the long run. But you have to do the work up front, really preparing people to take on the tasks that you want them to. So the third thing is to start small and build trust. So by starting with smaller tasks, you can really build trust in the delegation process. And then you can gradually increase the complexity of the delegated tasks. This will really help you establish a reliable support network. So some things that you can do right now is make a list of low-impact tasks that you feel like you can start to delegate. Then I want you to think about how you can communicate really clearly what it is that you expect, the timeline, and the desired outcomes of that delegation. So think about how you're going to communicate that delegation to others and know that it's okay to start small, to build trust, and then to increase the complexity of the delegated tasks as you go. Delegation is not always easy. 
It is something that I believe really asks you to step into a role of a leader. I hope today's episode has helped you reframe some of your thoughts on delegation and has offered you some actionable ways to delegate right now. You are capable of delegating. There are tasks that are on your list that should be being delegated. I promise you, stepping into that delegation, recognizing that that is something that you have the power to do and you have the power to do well and it's not going to ruin your relationships. It's going to create a culture of collaboration and growth, whether that's in your home or in your workplace. And to really be able to step into that with confidence is so amazing. You are brilliant. You have so much potential. The world needs you. And the world needs you to be working in your zone of genius. So I wish for you a delightful process of delegation. I wish for you a shift in your mindset about what delegation is and how it can work. I believe that in the journey of this year lies magic, joy, recognition, failure, learning, growth, peace, and connection, creation, and love. So welcome. Welcome to this year of possibility. I want you to embrace your wild self and be. Be well, friends. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.